Hello, and welcome to Apologetics for Tweens again. I'm Tom Griffin. In this episode, we will address the question, is our faith irrational? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for all you do for us and all our blessings. I pray that all those who need to hear this message will find the truth, believe in you, and maintain that belief for life. For those who do not know you yet, Lord, I pray that you will open their eyes and influence them to become seekers and find the Holy Spirit waiting for them. Please bless this lesson and let your word speak through me that everyone needs to hear. Amen. Friends, the claim that our faith is irrational is a common criticism leveled against us from the so-called atheists and non-believers. Is it true? And how should we respond to this? First, one of the observations I have over decades now is that quite often criticisms and claims from non-believers are often the very ones they are guilty of. This is a known tactic and psychological process called projection. You also see it play out heavily in today's politics. What does it mean to be irrational, and what are they really saying about Christians? It simply means without reason. So their claim is that we have faith without reason. I use definitions typically from dictionary.com, by the way, because even many of the previously trusted sources, such as Merriam-Webster, have begun to adopt more liberal definitions. Uh, and these are critical to defining important terms such as the definition of atheism itself, which we'll discuss in a future episode. So in our previous podcast, we already showed that blind faith is irrational, but we do not have blind faith, and we do not have faith without reason. We have more than sufficient evidential reasons to have faith. Now, the claims of these non-believers mostly from self-proclaimed atheists, are levied against some Christians who know nothing about apologetics, nor the need to know why they believe in what they believe. The purpose is to create doubt and shake faiths in the hope that they'll abandon it, or at least begin to question it. The non-believer claim is that we believe in a magical, invisible being in the sky, and that our blind faith is equivalent to belief in fairies and other gods and leprechauns and mythological gods, like the Greek gods, for example. And I'll agree that those latter concepts have no evidence, and therefore it is a category mistake, or what we might call a fallacy, meaning false, to lop Christianity and our God into those mythological beings. Christianity is not like that. We are not formed from mythology. We are formed from scientific, historical, and philosophical evidence, and it is substantial. Make no mistake about that. All this is simply the neo-atheist or new atheist trend of mocking and embarrassment, shame, and humiliation designed to lead to doubt and to silence responses. This too is part of the cancel culture that we see today in politics. 
since we do have dozens to hundreds, perhaps, of lines of evidence to support our faith and belief, it is surely not irrational. In fact, the evidence is more sufficient for our belief than for non-belief, and as a result, it is again projection on the part of the non-believers, as previously stated. A non-believer can say that they don't believe our evidence, but it's a false statement to say we have no evidence. Evidence is any facts that support your claim. You have to look at each piece of evidence and determine if it is valid. That's the nature of Christian apologetics. You have to look at the cumulative case, everything together, for Christianity based on all the evidence. Any one piece of evidence may not be sufficient to substantiate our belief in Christ, at least for some people, but the cumulative case is very substantial. Now, this line of criticism is a ploy to make believers uncomfortable about their beliefs. It originates from Satan and is part of his not only ongoing, but acceleratingly aggressive plan to dissuade, that means talk, talk us out of it, talk us out of Christianity, and to send people down the wrong path away from Christ. As Satan knows, we are either in or rapidly approaching the last days. He desperately tries to prevent the sure outcome that he is afraid of, and that is his ultimate and inevitable defeat. I look forward to our next discussion. Take care. Thank you.